The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, here we go. Preseason game one is in the books for the Kansas City Chiefs as they knock off the San Francisco 49ers 19-16 to in Santa Clara. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, joined by contributor for us, the podcast producer, Steven Serta. Steven, I know that you have to be pumped because Shane Bouchelle came through <laughs> We all knew that it could happen. It, it felt like a movie at the end there. You had Elijah McGuire bobbling with the game on the line, is able to secure it. Jody Fordson reminded me of a monster in Space Jam on his play for the final drive. And then you had Bouchelle, who took a nasty hit in the game, manages to stay in, runs the one yard, 1916, and then. Very fitting, I thought, Tim Ward locking it down with his second sack of the game. First takeaway from you, Steve. I mean, we had quarterback controversies, it felt like, all across the NFL right. today. And Shane Bouchelle's out here saying, I I'd, I deserve to be on this roster, right? Right. That was fun. Right. Uh, I, that's all you can really ask for a, a preseason game where Patrick Mahomes plays four snaps is an exciting end to it. But I think what stood out for me most about this game is just how deep the Chiefs are along the defensive line. Like, Chris Jones, obviously, in his limited playing time, was making an impact, but guys were making an impact at every level of the Chiefs' defensive line tonight. Like, Tim Ward at the end there. And it's just impressive that they're so deep there. And we knew that they they were deep and that they've got talent, obviously, Chris Jones is exceptional, but the rotational guys are going to have a big impact this year. So it was nice even you know later into the game seeing all of those guys make an impact all throughout. Yeah, a quick point on Bouchelle, and I just want to say this, and and because that was the last part of the game and it's fresh in my mind. The Chiefs are probably going to keep a third quarterback on the practice squad, and to me, this was a big step forward for what would be Bouchelle over Gordon being able to do this in the game. Now it becomes a situation where how do you even keep Gordon? Uh, now getting back to the bigger picture for the Chiefs and the primary takeaway, that was mine. I think you completely nailed it on the head. It was not only the first team defensive line, it just was the contributions from behind the line. And BK, contributor for us on Show and BK, which comes to the Arrowhead Pride podcast network on Friday, he 
tweeted that Chris Jones got six of eight of his initial snaps along the edge, but it was his sack that came when he was lined up as a tackle. Still one of the better tackles in the league. But then you go through the whole line with Jaron Reed and, and Derek Nottie and the days that Turk Wharton had and Colin Saunders. And then you think about Tim Ward. I mean, Colin Saunders and Tim Ward, the Turk Wharton is on this team. Colin Saunders and Tim Ward need these type of games to push to make what is the Chiefs 53-man roster. We're working toward that at the end of this month. Colin Saunders had really put together what was a nice stretch at Chiefs training camp. Steve Spagnolo had noted that Brendan Daly said he was finally putting and stacking these days together. On my initial 53, I didn't have Colin Saunders making this team. And so now I think he's really, really starting to make the case. And it's good to see some of these other guys and their contributions. Turk Wharton looks fantastic. Tim Ward is now a guy where you know, I, if you had to make a 53-man prediction after tonight, I don't know how you leave Tim Ward out of it. And so starting to become a good problem when it comes to how many defensive linemen can you keep for this Chiefs team? Yeah, and hopefully tonight was enough because you, you liked what you saw from him. I'm really really excited that Colin Saunders is looking like he can be a rotational player for the Kansas city chiefs, because when they drafted him, we liked his athleticism. Like he's a, he's a little, he's kind of short for a defensive lineman. Well, it was gimmicky at first with the, the big man backflip. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, where is this athleticism? He gets the injury and and you never see him again. Yeah. And he was a healthy scratch for pretty much the entire season last year. And so, Coming into this training camp, he was a, a roster bubble type of player, but I think he's going to be a rotational piece for them this year. And it's nice to see that because he's also just one of the best guys to talk to on the team. Like, like he's just he's an easy person to root for. So I'm really excited that he's finding a spot on this team and he's going to find a way to be productive. And I think I I completely loved also to last offseason when he did an off the field video dunking on his child and put NBC (laughs) NBA music to it. He's got a great personality and you always root for those guys, especially with us in the media, because as you were alluding to Steve, we want to talk to the guys with big personalities and it's awesome when the talent translates to the size of their personality. And I I think that's certainly the case with Colin Saunders. Want to go back to the Mahomes point for a second, Steve Patrick Mahomes, only four snaps in this game. I have absolutely no problem with that. I think the less snaps for Patrick Mahomes, the better. You know, you're talking about in the summer and and Mahomes was coming off that turf toe injury. He was basically saying that he would have been ready in the middle of the summer to play a game. Patrick Mahomes could have no reps for five years in a row, and I could take a feel, and I'm still picking him over most quarterbacks in the NFL. So you get him out of the game. I thought what was interesting is Andy Reid is a coach that loves his routine. He left in this offensive line. He left in some of the running backs and the wide receivers and the contributors to get their reps, taking Mahomes out and letting Chad Henney play with them. I think the offensive line needs the reps. Now, they are the starters, and you want to have each and every member there, and you got to be careful with how much you play people in the preseason. But the key for an offensive line is that chemistry, that continuity. And I thought it was a great sign, and I'll let you talk about this if if you'd like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their first snap together is able to rip off 10 yards and even a greater focus on like there were several times tonight where there were short yarded situations, be it third and short or second and short where, man, how many times last year did the chiefs get stuffed in the regular season? And it seems like that might be a welcomed change for 2021. 
Yeah, and I've been high on Clyde, like, you know, in, in a fantasy focus all season long. He's going to be an impactful player, and he was a really impactful player as a rookie. It's just that we're so accustomed to, with the Chiefs, their offensive players. Like, if you're in this offense, you should be, like, a superstar caliber player. And so people, I feel like, were let down, even though Clyde had a really, really strong rookie season. And, yes, it was great to see him break off that 10-yard run as soon as the game opened. And you hope that's a sign of what's to come with this offensive line, is that not, are they just going to help protect Patrick Mahomes so what happened in the Super Bowl last year doesn't ever happen again. You hope that there's going to be massive running lanes for Clyde Edwards-Alaire so he can be a significantly impactful player this season because they need that third option on offense. Like, we know it's Tyreek Hill, we know it's Travis Kelsey, you know, right. McCole Hardman in limited playing time, he had the drop. And so far in his career, we just haven't seen him be the consistent type of player that you need. You kind of know what you have in Demarcus Robinson. Clyde's the third option in this offense. Right. And so it, it, it's great to see that from him because I think he can be a special player. I, I'm not worried about Hardman and his drop. He clearly was getting limited time because the Chiefs are so high on him and what he can mean to this offense this year and so he was getting some of that veteran treatment of he was taken out of the game sometimes guys will have the drop or something that happens as a mistake and then they go on to have the best game of his career this is completely different this is the preseason so they're not going to keep McCole Hardman in so then maybe he can get a catch I I don't think there's any need to panic there at all Byron Pringle gets the touchdown I would have liked to have had a bigger night for Marcus Kemp I know he had his moments but again just not as loud as I thought he might be after some of the workouts that we have seen at training camp Therese Fountain came out of the woodwork, had a really nice night. Again, these are guys that are fringe players. I think Fountain is primed to be on the Chiefs practice squad. Now, what makes it always more interesting is that's what's different about the 2021 season that we didn't have in 2020. Every other team got to see Fountain do that. And so who knows if there's interest and whatnot. Now, I'm not predicting that he gets poached or anything, but it's just having the preseason games on national TV for the rest of the 31 other teams to see does make things a little bit more interesting. I thought Jody Fortson, um, I expected a, a bigger night overall from him, but I, I think he gave you a glimpse on that final drive, as yes. we talked about. Of He's a different player, and this is why we are beginning to mock four tight ends to the Chiefs, because we think Blake Bell is going to be there. Obviously, Noah Gray is a, a draft pick. Travis Kelsey. But you're going to have to make room for this athleticism of Fortson. And so like when I look at Fortson... I, I had said I think Marcus Kemp is a sixth receiver. I don't think they're keeping seven receivers. I think, if anything, they're going to keep a fourth tight end. Another note, too, about this offense, Mike Burton is getting a lot of work with the first team. I had Mike Burton off my 53. I, I think maybe that was a mistake with how much time he was getting with the top team tonight. I just think Andy Reid might keep his fullback, and so you got to start to work those numbers uh, as well. But throughout a lot at you there. Um, I want to just make sure I, I get these other names, <clears throat> other names in. Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I thought had a nice night. Darwin Thompson, who was fighting with McKinnon for that spot because of these other uh, heavy rooms, you you would say, can't take that penalty. I, I don't necessarily agree that every little thing right now in the NFL should be a penalty, but you got to make sure that you are putting yourself in the best possible position because Jerick McKinnon not only looks like he has some juice on offense, but he did have that open field special teams play, that tackle, and that's going to get him on this roster. And he's a seven-year veteran, and he's willing to play special teams. And it seems like he's having fun doing it. And Darwin Thompson is, again, making a case in the other way for himself. So I wanted to mention 
uh, that point as well. Any takeaways that maybe I missed from the offense that you noticed, Steve? Um, well, I, I want to mention Jarek McKinnon real quick because yeah. I do feel like Darwin Thompson's probably not going to make this team. And he he's another player that's easy to root for. Uh, he's got an incredible work ethic, and I want to see him succeed. If he winds up getting cut by the Chiefs, I still think he'll have an opportunity to land somewhere else because he's a player that's shown some skill. But that that penalty, right. yeah, you, you just can't do that on this stage, especially when you know you've missed significant time in camp and you're trying to fight for a roster spot. So that's a bummer for Darwin Thompson, but it's, it is it is what it is, and I just don't see how he's going to make this team because McKinnon is going to be – a super reliable receiving option for the chiefs if they want to utilize him on offense. And yeah, he's a veteran who's been around the league has, has shown that he yeah. can step in and be a productive player. So I, I think Jarek McKinnon is making this team. Um, another standout for me is superstar punter, Tommy Townsend, no doubt just out here, booming it all night long. And everybody was kind of down on our guy, Tommy at the end of last season. He struggled a little bit. He struggled a little bit as a rookie, but he was out there just dropping bombs in the punt game tonight. (laughs) Like that was was the most excited I think I've ever been for a punter in a preseason game. That's one thing I wrote at our rapid reaction of arrowheadpride.com. Now, Let's be very honest here, right? Super Bowl 55 is very different than the first preseason game. But you know that after that game, the final game of the year, the championship game of the NFL, Tommy Townsend had to be down. He admitted as much during his his press conference. And so my man was itching to get another opportunity to just take the field and have better reps on tape. And he delivered that one yard punt where it landed at the one yard line. I mean, that was out of Madden. I couldn't do that in the in the Madden mode where you're kicking and the music is on and you're you're doing the coffin corner. It's like never happens. It always is a situation in, in real life. You should say where where it needs to be down to, for something like that to happen. So, uh, kudos to Townsend on the night. I think he's put a lot of work in the off season. Butker again is just making it, situations too interesting. We saw the sixty two yarder. Whatever. If it was a yard or two ahead, he might even have made a sixty yarder on that. But the extra point thing is just it it, it seems like there is a scenario where he gets in his own head a, a little bit. Now, I do not believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go out and bring a kicker in. But it's it it comes off to me occasionally like it, it's a little yipsy for my liking. And I I like I said, I don't think they're going to bring in a kicker, but I think we're starting to get to the point where it may become a conversation where do we maybe need to start thinking about getting some competition there? Because it's one thing if if you're missing 50 yarders, right? And he made made two. It's the extra points, and we saw this last year. It would it would have been really, I think, comforting for Chiefs fans if Butker was perfect for extra points in the preseason, and you know he had the miss tonight. Yeah, I don't think that. You know, there's any chance of him being replaced or, or something right. like that. At any I, point. I agree. Um, you know, because he does. We he we've seen that he can be an exceptional NFL kicker. And yeah, but I, I don't think that competition's a terrible idea sometimes because right. the extra point thing, it didn't catch up to him last year. And part of it is because this offense is just so good that. Yeah. You can miss extra points sometimes, and when you're still putting up 30 points a game, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect you. 
But sooner or later, it can, and it can cost you a game, and you need to know that you can rely on Harrison Butker in that situation. That's what they paid him for. That's why he's their kicker, and it's a problem. Like, this is two years now, and you know maybe you can get it fixed before the regular season, but yeah, it's an absolute issue. It is something It's a bigger that- problem in the sense that now there are seven AFC playoff teams, you're talking about one buy, which can eventually or not eventually a team in the AFC is going to be close to the Chiefs and you're going to need to win that extra game. And that could cost you a, a bye week. And that's a playoff game. And so I just think, like, I, let's hope he continues to have a, a good preseason. I don't think you need to go off the wall and, and say, uh, you know, hit the panic button necessarily uh, because uh, he missed this extra point. But Again, you, you just would have rather, and, and this is obvious to say, but you just would have rather him been perfect for an extra point uh, throughout the preseason, which is no longer possible at this point. Let's switch to the defensive side of the football. Frank Clark did not play in this game. I felt bad for Darius Harris, who ended up leaving the game due to injury because I thought Darius Harris was coming off what was the best training camp practice that he had had, and I was eager to see what he could do in the game. Sacks galore. Sack Nation, five sacks on the night. Uh, in, in total, we had mentioned that Tim Ward had two of them. Chris Jones with the one of them. Uh, we're eating Big Macs tomorrow. Uh, we're, we we are, or I guess it's Monday, right? Uh, Big Mac sack. Um, very, very positive to see. And I, like I said, and I want to go back to that first point with the defensive line. If the, the defense is playing this well in the trenches, it's going to make things easier in the secondary, which we'll get to in a second. I do want to talk about the secondary. But it, if the defensive line can dominate the game like this, and let's be generous, let's be liberal, and let's say hold the opposing team to 21 points a game, the Chiefs are going to win most Sundays. I mean, they're usually scoring at least 24 points with Patrick Mahomes in this offense when Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are playing the entire game. And so just such a positive uh, sign to see because teams, if they're going to beat the Chiefs, usually need to get around 30 points. This looks like a defense that some Sundays is going to hold opposing teams to 14 points. Yeah, and, you know, their secondary... um you mentioned it for a second, like Mike Hughes return, man. I, I, I didn't see that coming so much. Um, no, no McCole Hardman punt returns, which yeah. I, I could, I continue to find that intriguing as well. Uh, but Deandre Baker had some nice plays tonight and he's a guy that we've talked about a lot on the Arrowhead pride podcast network. Like we're curious to see what he can do, former first rounder who's coming off of an injury, and they seem to like him, and the Chiefs weren't super active in trying to add another cornerback. They like Rashad Fenton. They brought in Mike Hughes, and so I think DeAndre Baker might wind up being a a player for this team, and he looked good at times tonight. As long as he gets back and healthy, I'm excited to see what they can do with him and the way he can continue to develop uh, on that defense. A couple points here that I have on the tip of my tongue. I want to get through them. The battle there is Hughes versus Fenton versus Baker for that third cornerback and, and nickel. And I thought that Baker took a step forward in that battle of the night. It really did look like Baker should win that job in the actual gameplay. Mike Hughes likely next and Fenton almost like a swing cornerback where if one of your cornerbacks gets injured, whether it be on the slot or the outside, you have Fenton waiting in the wings ready to go. I want to talk about Devin Key. Devin Key got turned around on the Trey Lance bomb, um, which, you know, he's a young player. This is his first NFL game. He's an undrafted free agent playing with the first team. 
I know that you're all excited about Trey Lance. We're not. We're so not excited, this is not I'm a forty nine. So 49ers. excited about Trey Lance. This is not a forty ers podcast. <laughs> this is not so a fantasy good. podcast. He looks so good. But Devin Key got turned around. But I, I thought, you know, going back to Tommy Townsend putting the 49ers at the one, they almost scored a ninety nine yard touchdown because Juan Thornhill got tripped up, uh, and that's a secondary point I want to talk about. And Devin Key saved at that. I believe it was only thirty four yards. So. A bad moment for Key, a good moment for Key. Key is on this team. I understand that Armani Watts made an interception, but I, I don't usually say this because I think it's ridiculous to say, Steve, we could have made that interception. That was, was a Josh Rosen bullet to his chest. It's almost was, like, how do you not catch that ball? It was now, a horrendous pass by Josh Rosen. You got to make the play. Just horrendous. Right? Yeah. I'm telling you, we could have made that pick. And not, and not to discredit Watts, because again, you have to catch the football. But to me, I just think he is continuing to make the case for upside. I mean, Watts has been here for a while now, and all he plays is special teams. And so if he continues to to play well and have moments where he's saving Juan Thornhill, um, I, I think that's important. And then getting into the Thornhill point, Thornhill came early to St. Joe to work out with the rookies and the quarterbacks. He's been getting most of his work with the second team. He was on with the second and third teams, it seemed like tonight, I don't have the exact snaps in front of me. We, we weren't tracking that necessarily, but he was on with the second team. It seemed like, is it time to worry a little bit about where one Thornhill is at? Because he now has said he's a hundred percent and that caused me to write and, and to kind of discuss, well, should we expect that 2019 version of him where he, he basically, even as a rookie at the end of that year was looking like an all pro, it, it just he doesn't look the same, uh, even even at his better times toward the end of the year last year. I just I just wonder what's going on with Juan Thornhill. Oh, it's absolutely time to worry about him um, yeah. because, yeah, the injury is not an excuse anymore. Like last year, him having that that knee injury so late into the year, his rookie season was a bummer. And then last year, we know how long it takes to generally and everybody is kind of different, but. He just didn't look healthy early in the year, and as the season went on, he got better and better and got more involved in the defense, and we started seeing some of those flash plays uh, quite a bit more than we were early on in the year. But if he's not beating out Dan for you know this starting position, and I know the Chiefs really like Dan Sorensen, and he's been in this team and this defense for a long time, and he's the type of player that they keep around because they like his work ethic, and he gets along with everybody on the team and whatever, but you drafted Juan Thornhill to be a starter. Like you drafted right. him to be a playmaker and his rookie year, he was showing all that promise as a playmaker. And now he can't seem to beat out Dan for the job. There's just something going on there that we're not seeing. Cause yeah, he's maybe it is something within the defense that he's having trouble picking up at this point. But we've seen the athleticism on display. Like, yeah, he, he had some bad plays tonight, but he had a couple of flash plays too. We've right. seen that he is a much more athletic player than Dan Sorensen. And I would like to see the version of this secondary with a super, with a fully healthy Juan Thornhill, but we're not seeing it for some reason. So there's something else going on there that we don't understand. Yeah, I, I just continue to wonder about that. All right, Steve, we, we're up against it here. Going to close out soon. I'm gonna throw it to you. Who's who gets your game ball? Let's give out a couple game balls before we go. Who 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 gets your game ball? I think it's gotta go to Tommy Townsend. 
because <laughs> there, there's the, the I'm never ever going to give a game ball to a punter, but let's go, Tommy. Let's go. You showed yeah. up to play in preseason week one. I know I can't give it to Trey Lance. That uh, otherwise I might have done that. So I'm giving it to Tommy Townsend. Even as a punter, if you're going to have hair that long, that's going down to the middle of your back. You got to play better than you did in the Super Bowl. And Tommy re-earned his hair tonight, and that's where I'll agree with you. <laughs> I'm going to give Cobals. You got to give one to Sugar Shane Bouchelle, who put Kansas City, put the city on his back tonight. He's trying to win that practice squad spot, and he took a step ahead of Anthony Gordon. Got it done. You could see how fired up he was in the end zone, too. He did like a little dance as he walked into the end zone. I, I love those type of moments. And then, of course, Tim Ward. Tim Ward, he was injured when he signed with the Chiefs, had a redshirt pro type of year. You know, we talk about the rookies and so much and in, in not having an offseason last year. Well, Tim Ward could have fell into that category, too, because remember when he joined in 19, he just he was in a ball cap on the sideline the whole time. Uh, so he finally gets this full offseason as a on-the-field player after the coronavirus stuff and really looked like it's paying off. He caught my attention. I thought he might be a cut, uh, but now I'm, I'm going to be looking at my 53-man 3.0 whenever I decide to do it and be trying to figure out how to fit Tim Ward and Mike Burton and all these players. The Chiefs are going to need like four bonus players because I, there's just too much talent on this roster. I'm eager to see how many of these cuts uh, do wind up landing with other teams. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Uh, thanks to Steve uh, for doing this with me. The Kansas City Chiefs win their first preseason game 19-16. to 16. Thank you for joining us on the Arrowhead Pride Recap Show.